0: Hello and welcome to A is for Agrimony, Coffee Stained Notes on Witchcraft. I am Margo, your over-caffeinated witch with a microphone, and I literally just realized today that we've been in Mercury Retrograde pre-shadow since August 4th. I have been living under a rock and wondering why I have mush mouth. Uh, And it explains some things. After having that realization today, some things have been explained. (laughs) If you didn't know already, Mercury will be going back into retrograde again from August 23rd to September 15th. It always brings some very valuable introspective opportunities with it, but also it can bring some challenges with communication, from regular conversation and interpreting the meanings of others to technology involved with communication, like producing a podcast, uh, or planning out and executing a couple workshops and an upcoming wellness retreat. (laughs) Uh It's going to be perfectly fine though. You know why? Because it always is. But I have been working on freeing up some time to get busy with some workshops that I am very happy to be teaching at this year's upcoming Anahata's Purpose Wellness Festival Retreat. And they are not magic and how to make a witch's ladder, which if you take my workshop, you will be provided with all the materials you need, plus time and instruction on making your own wonderful little witch's ladder to take with you uh, when you leave, as well as some other goodies and protection magic and warding, which I will be teaming up to teach with Tabitha Gemini from Two Geminis and a Leo, as well as Backwoods Brews and Botanicals. Tabitha and I have been throwing ideas around on what is the best way to teach a very important branch of magical practice by two witches who practice very differently as a way of showing how there really is no one way to do basically anything in the craft. And this class will also feature a fun, creative activity that we have in store for everyone who takes it as well. I'm Very, very excited for these two workshops, as well as ones being taught by many other amazing and talented facilitators this year. I have a few marked on my calendar that I absolutely do not want to miss, but I'm also super excited for the live performances, both by incredible musical artists, as well as live podcasts and a panel interview uh, by Two Geminis and a Leo, Your Average Witch, the Witch Bitch Amateur Hour, and Cory from Cory's Cauldron. There's also going to be delicious food, beautiful scenery to take in, and a very highly anticipated opportunity to just be back in the presence of some of the most wonderful people that I know and unfortunately only get to see once a year at this event. I absolutely cannot wait. And if you want to get in on the magic, make sure you go to anahattaspurpose.com to scoop up any available tickets or day passes. This year's event will be taking place from Thursday, September 7th through Sunday, September 10th at the beautiful grounds of Inaba Camp and Retreat Center in Spring City, Pennsylvania. Now, all right, let's get to the meat of this episode number 33, Fortune and Flora, Temperance and Chamomile or Chamomile. Do you say chamomile or do you say chamomile? I say chamomile most of the time. Okay. There is no difference between wisdom and temperance for he who knows what is good and embraces it who knows what is bad and avoids it, is learned and temperate. Socrates, sort of. (laughs) Temperance in everything is requisite for happiness. Benjamin Hayden. Temperance to be a virtue must be free and not forced. C.A. Bartol. So the temperance card seems a little bit boring especially when you consider that it is wedged right in between the death card and the devil card. Two very exciting and thrilling and scary cards. But temperance is about the gentle and wonderful things that we need for peace and comfort to surround us in this life and in order to seek balance. And it's also necessary after experiencing something as intense as a death card experience. So before we get too far into it, Let's talk about how the fool will transition from death to temperance. Let's talk about the fool's journey. When we last left off, we encountered death and the fool had to experience profound transformation uh, or an ending with a new beginning. And this experience will trigger a shift in the fool's understanding of life and its cycles. So let's just recap on the death card. The death card often unnerves people due to its name. But it's important to note that it symbolizes not a physical death, but a metaphorical one. It represents the end of a major phase or aspect of the fool's life, a transformation, and the shedding of old patterns, beliefs, or situations that no longer serve their growth. This card signifies profound change, release, and a necessary ending. Uh, and as a result, our fool experienced a significant shift in perspective and undergoes a personal Rebirth. The transition from the death card to the temperance card involves a shift from the process of letting go and transformation to a focus on finding balance and harmony in the aftermath of change. The fool has experienced a powerful shift in their life and is now seeking equilibrium. The temperance card represents the fool's journey towards finding balance and harmony in the wake. Of the transformative experience represented by the death card Uh, the angelic figure in the temperance card symbolizes the blending of different aspects often depicted as pouring liquid between cups and this process signifies the integration of opposites and the need to find moderation in all things the fool has learned from a transformative experience of death that maintaining equilibrium and adapting to change are key to their continued growth and evolution So the transition from the death card to the temperance card in the fool's journey signifies the fool's progression from a transformative experience of letting go and profound change to a focus on achieving balance and harmony in the face of new circumstances. The Fool learns the importance of integrating opposite forces, finding middle ground, and adapting to change as they continue their journey of self-discovery and personal development. And it's funny, as as I was putting my notes together for this episode, I was reminded of a conversation that I just had last weekend with a friend who came to visit me and stay with me for the weekend from Florida. Uh, She is a nurse practitioner, and we were discussing different methods and modes of mental health care and how important aftercare is for some of the more intense methods. And she, the term she used really stuck with me because she said aftercare is so important because if aftercare isn't given properly, a person can be set out into the world like a raw nerve. And that really stuck with me because it reminded me of that death and temperance transition that's so important. After our death experience, We need to do some self-care and we need to seek balance and we need to learn to integrate what we've learned before we set out into the world. Otherwise, we set out like a raw nerve. It's just a, a strange connection that I made between that conversation and me putting together my notes. So the short and sweet of it when it comes to the temperance card is that it represents finding balance, harmony, and moderation in your life. It suggests that by blending opposing forces and emotions, you can achieve a peaceful and enlightened state. Uh, The card encourages you to avoid extremes and approach situations with patience and a calm mind. It symbolizes a need to integrate your inner and outer experiences, finding a middle ground that leads to inner peace and personal growth. But... Before we dive any deeper, let's take a look at the imagery and symbolism on the 14th card of the Major Arcana, as seen by the Fool along his journey and depicted in the classic RWS system of tarot. So first, we have the central figure in the card, which is usually portrayed as a winged being or an angel. Some say it is actually the Archangel Michael. (laughs) And I'm immediately reminded of Michael pouring holy water into a bathtub down in hell in the first season of Good Omens. Not the best integration of good and evil for Crowley, but just fine for Aziraphale. I will stop now. (laughs) And excuse the spoiler, but it was season one. So this representation of the angel signifies a connection between the spiritual realm and the earthly world. The angel's presence suggests divine guidance, harmony, and a bridge between different realms of existence. This being is shown pouring liquid from one cup to another, and this act of pouring symbolizes the process of blending and harmonizing opposing elements. The cups themselves, representing emotions, intuition, and the subconscious, as well as the superconscious minds. And the controlled pouring of the liquid reflects the need to find balance in moderation in both emotional and intuitive matters. So many depictions of the temperance card include a triangle on the angel's chest. This symbolizes the union of mind, body, and spirit, emphasizing the importance of balance and integration in all aspects of life. In the background, there is often a rising sun and a mountain. The sun represents illumination, clarity, and spiritual enlightenment. The mountains symbolize the challenges and obstacles along a spiritual journey that need to be overcome through patience and moderation. And this combination of the sun and mountain conveys the idea that with balanced action and spiritual insight, one can overcome these difficulties. And the glowing crown of light shining behind the angel's head hints at a higher path towards enlightenment. If we look at the angel's feet, we will notice that one is slightly submerged in the water, while the other is firmly placed on dry land. This further illustrates the angel being positioned perfectly in between and connected to both the subconscious, or emotions or intuition, as well as the material realm, reinforcing the idea of finding harmony between the conscious and subconscious aspects of the self. And finally, the angel's wings often represent freedom, transcendence and spiritual elevation. They suggest the ability to rise above mundane concerns and gain a higher perspective on life's challenges. So temperance is number 14 in the major arcana. In numerology 14, represents the meaning of new beginnings and positive change, because it is a compound number made up of two individual numbers, 1 and 4. And each of these numbers have their own very unique symbolism, energy, and potential meaning. Uh, With 14, we can experience a combination of both. So let's explore the symbolic significance of the number 14 and its underlying numerological influences. So first, the number 1 is often associated with new beginnings, leadership, independence, and individuality. It represents the initiation of a new cycle, taking action, and asserting oneself. It embodies qualities of self-confidence, determination, and a pioneering spirit. Number one is often seen as a symbol of creativity, ambition, and progress. Then we have the number four, which is linked to stability. Imagine the four legs on a table or the four sides of a square, order and practicality. It represents a strong foundation, structure, and methodical approach to life. Number four is often associated with hard work, responsibility, and the manifestation of ideas into reality. You may recall the emperor episode, and it signifies qualities such as patience, discipline, and reliability. So the symbolic significance of 14, when we put these two numbers together, becomes a unique blend of the qualities of both numbers. Um, Balance and manifestation come into play. The number 14 combines the assertive and pioneering qualities of one with the stability and practicality of four. And this can bring about the ability to bring creative ideas into practical reality through a well-organized and balanced approach. Transformation and progress come into play because 14 can represent a transformative journey, indicating the initiation of new phases in life and the willingness to take action to bring about positive change. Self reliance and adaptability are highlighted here. The individuality of one is balanced by the stability of four, suggesting the importance of being self reliant and adaptable in various situations. And practical wisdom is finally uh, a big one. This number may symbolize the integration of practical wisdom gained through experience. Four, with the enthusiasm and drive to explore new paths. One. So in the context of tarot's temperance card, the number 14 represents a harmonious balance between opposing forces... Just as the angel in the card blends different elements, it suggests the importance of finding middle ground, adapting to change, and maintaining equilibrium as one navigates life's challenges and opportunities. And keep in mind that numerology can be interpreted in various ways, and its significance may vary based on different cultural and spiritual contexts as well. So some other influences for the temperance card includes the elemental ruler of fire the zodiac sign of Sagittarius, and the planetary ruler of Jupiter. So with all that on the brain, let's look at what it means when it actually comes up in a reading. Because temperance in a tarot reading carries a variety of meanings and interpretations, depending on the context of the reading and or the question asked. So let's go over some key themes and messages that could be brought up when temperance arrives. The first is balance and harmony, of course, probably the main and central theme of the card itself. It suggests the need to blend different energies, emotions, or aspects to achieve a peaceful and integrated state. And this card encourages you to avoid extremes and seek moderation in your actions and decisions. Thank you for joining us. I'll let you descend the rest of the stairs cool. Always seems to wake up from her nap in the middle of my recording. Okay, the next possible theme is patience and adaptability. The temperance card reminds you of the importance of patience and adaptability. Just as the angel carefully pours liquid between two cups, you're advised to approach situations with a calm and patient attitude. Adapt to changes and challenges while maintaining your equilibrium, the temperance card suggests. Another theme is integration and healing. When this card comes up, it often signifies a time of integrating past experiences or lessons or conflicts. Uh, And it also suggests a period of healing and transformation is being called for, where you can bring together different parts of yourself to create a more unified and whole sense of self. Spiritual growth could be one of the main things coming up in a reading because um, the angelic figure in the temperance card serves as a symbol of spiritual guidance and growth. This card may indicate the phase of your journey where you are focused on developing your spiritual understanding, connecting with your intuition, and seeking higher truths. Moderation in relationships Uh, If you're doing a relationship reading, the Temperance card may be advising you to find balance and compromise with your partner. It could be encouraging open communication, understanding, and a willingness to harmonize different viewpoints. It could represent creative endeavors. If you're asking about creative projects or pursuits, this card suggests that blending different ideas, techniques, or influences can lead to a successful and harmonious outcome. It's a reminder to approach your creative work with a sense of balance in an innovative mindset as well. Also, health and well-being. In health-related readings, or sometimes even when you weren't asking for health advice, the temperance card can show up and indicate the need to take a moderate and holistic approach to your well-being. It could suggest finding balance between physical, emotional, and spiritual aspects of health Very important. And it may even sometimes point to sobriety, especially when it comes up reversed, if you read reversals. Travel and exploration. So in some cases, this card actually may symbolize a journey or an adventure where you need to navigate new environments or cultures with a sense of balance and adaptability. If you've ever gone on a trip and experienced the shock of a completely different surrounding, something you maybe would have hoped you'd coached yourself on to handle a little bit better, this is what the card is pointing at. So in a tarot reading, the specific meaning of temperance will always depend on the position in the spread, the surrounding cards, and the question or situation you're inquiring about. But it almost always encourages a measured and a harmonious approach to whatever challenges or opportunities you're facing. And as I stated before... There is a shadow side to all things. So you can look at these as potential warnings along with the advice that comes up with the temperance card, which is how I always read them, um, or the meanings of the reversal, if you read reversals. And they are imbalance, excess, which can sometimes escalate to self-abuse or the sabotaging of one's health and well-being. Uh, the need for self-healing, which is still often achieved with the help of professionals, not just alone, and the need for realignment. Okay, so let's talk about chamomile. Um, In thinking about the fool's transition from death to temperance and how the energy of temperance is exactly what's needed after intense change and transformations, it was the traditional and medicinal properties of chamomile that stood out to me the most, seeming like a a plant ally that would show up at this kind of time of upheaval and even difficulty to bring some peace. In fact, Even in the Victorian language of flowers, this compassionate spirit shows up in this way. From Floriography, an illustrated guide to the Victorian language of flowers by Jessica Rue. Chamomile, meaning, energy in adversity. Chamomile's meaning may come from its many healing properties, which were first recognized in ancient Egypt. Brewed in tea, chamomile calms the nerves and promotes sleep, allowing the body and mind to rest and renew during times of stress. Chamomile is said to produce the healing energy and prolonged vigor needed to overcome adversity. Pair with dogwood to show that your love will overcome all obstacles, rose to indicate the strength of your love during a difficult time, or nettle to show sympathy for unfair circumstances. And that, at its core, is why I decided on chamomile for this episode. However, there is much more to this plant than just its medicinal properties, and we'll see how versatile it actually gets when we start to talk about its uses in witchcraft and folk practices. For now, let's examine the medicine. Matricaria chamomilla or Chamomilla recutita. Belonging to the genus chamomila and family Asteraceae is a widely recognized herb known for its numerous medicinal properties. It has been used for centuries in various cultures for its soothing and healing effects. So let's take a look at some of its historical and also some of its modern day uses. So dating back to ancient Egypt, chamomile has a long history of use. Uh, and in ancient Egypt, chamomile was used in cosmetics, perfumes and healing salves. It was dedicated to the sun god Ra due to its association with the sun's healing properties. Both the ancient Greeks and the Romans used chamomile for its therapeutic benefits, and it was often used as a digestive aid, a remedy for fevers, and to promote relaxation. Some traditional European medicinal uses, which have been used over centuries, include digestive issues, insomnia, anxiety, and skin conditions. Chamomile tea was often consumed for its calming effects as well. And today, we still use chamomile for digestive health. Uh, it's known for its gentle anti-spasmodic and anti-inflammatory properties, making it useful for soothing digestive discomforts such as indigestion, bloating, and gas. And it is often consumed as tea or taken in supplement form. The promotion of relaxation and sleep is probably the most commonly known use for chamomile today and is extremely popular for its calming effects on the nervous system. Many people drink chamomile tea before bedtime to promote relaxation and improve sleep quality. Chamomile also contains compounds with anti-inflammatory and antioxidant properties, and these properties make it beneficial for skin care, helping to soothe irritations, reduce redness, and promote wound healing. Chamomile extracts are often found in skincare products today. Uh, Chamomile tea is used to ease menstrual cramps due to its muscle relaxing and anti-inflammatory effects. You can also use steam inhalation and chamomile tea to support Respiratory health, it can soothe sore throats and relieve symptoms of the common cold because of its anti-inflammatory properties, which may alleviate nasal congestion as well. Something I suffer from right now. Um, Anxiety and stress, of course. Chamomile's calming effects extend to managing anxiety and stress, and some research suggests that chamomile may help reduce symptoms of generalized anxiety disorder. And finally, immune support. The antioxidant properties found in chamomile contribute to its potential immune-boosting effects, and regular consumption may help support overall immune health. But it is important to note that while chamomile is generally considered safe for most people, individuals with allergies to plants in the Asteraceae family, such as ragweed, should exercise caution, as they may also be sensitive to chamomile. As with any herbal remedy, it's advisable to consult a healthcare professional before using chamomile for medicinal purposes, especially if you are pregnant, nursing, or taking other medications. Okay, (laughs) so let's get to the witchy stuff. The stuff we're here for, right? Uh, Chamomile has a rich history in witchcraft, folklore, and folk practices, where it has been revered for its magical properties and used in various rituals, spells, and remedies. Here is an overview of its uses in these contexts throughout history and its relevance in modern witchcraft. So, history first. Protection and Purification Chamomile was believed to have protective and purifying qualities. It was often used to ward off negative energies, evil spirits, and malevolent influences. In some cultures, chamomile was hung over doorways or sprinkled around the home for protection. Love and Romance Chamomile has long been associated with love and romance and is used in love spells, charms, and rituals to attract or strengthen love and romantic connections. Dream Magic Just as chamomile is used to help induce sleep in its medicinal form, it is used in dream-related magical practices as well, and was believed to enhance dream recall, induce prophetic dreams, and, of course, promote restful sleep. Chamomile tea was often the method used uh, and consumed before bed for this purpose. Divination Sometimes used in divinatory practices, chamomile can be used for scrying or dream interpretation and was thought to enhance psychic abilities and spiritual insights. Healing and herbal magic, of course. Chamomile's healing properties are often incorporated into the magical workings related to health and well-being. It's been used in spells to aid in physical healing and emotional balance as well as relaxation. Today, chamomile is still used for a broad array of purposes in witchcraft and folk practices, but is most commonly applied for the intentions of sleep, peace, love, including self-love, healing, purification, and the sometimes unexpected purposes of luck and money. Yes. Despite its associations with peace, comfort, and calm, chamomile is actually a pretty wonderful, magical ally in the department of money and prosperity. I actually use it in both of my money-drawing incense and oil blends. But why? (laughs) Well, its bright and sunny appearance first, as well as its gentle and nurturing qualities, align with the concept of attracting wealth and financial blessings. Chamomile is believed to carry a positive and uplifting energy that resonates with the intentions of attracting wealth and success, and its vibrational frequency is thought to align with the frequencies associated with prosperity and financial growth as well. And due to its attractive qualities, it is often used to draw positive opportunities and experiences into one's life. In money-drawing magic, chamomile is believed to help create an energetic environment conducive to attracting financial opportunities and favorable circumstances. Also, the calming and soothing qualities can assist in enhancing the power of visualization and manifestation. Money-drawing rituals often involve visualizing financial goals, and chamomile's energy can support this process. Chamomile is also known for its ability to promote relaxation and reduce stress, as we've discussed. So a positive mindset is important when working on a money drawing spell, for example, as stress and negativity can block the flow of abundance. Chamomile can help create a more optimistic and receptive mindset. And finally, chamomile's purifying properties are believed to help remove energetic blockages that might hinder the flow of financial abundance. By using chamomile, practitioners aim to clear any obstacles that might be preventing money from flowing into their lives. And there's another point I want to make here, because although this may seem to deviate a bit from the energy of temperance... It, it really doesn't. When I examined Saturn magic in the Daily Magic series episode on Saturn and Saturdays, I discussed how personal discipline can lead to personal success under the guidance of the energy of Saturn. Well, temperance works in very much the same way. When we think of extremely successful and even prosperous and wealthy individuals, Uh, And I'm talking those that built or created something and worked to make a success out of it. I'm not talking about trust fund babies. Apologies. Um, We can safely bet that these people are practiced in both self-discipline and temperance. So it stands to reason that chamomile would hold within it both the qualities that support temperance as well as those that nurture luck, success, and abundance. At least that's how my brain is making sense of it all. So some contemporary uses for modern witchcraft include aromatherapy and meditation. Chamomile's soothing aroma is often used in these practices to promote relaxation, mindfulness, and spiritual connection. An incense that contains chamomile is especially useful during meditation. Uh, Candle magic. Chamomile flowers or essential oil can be incorporated into candle spells for purposes such as protection, healing, love, or prosperity. Bath magic. Adding chamomile flowers or chamomile infusions to ritual baths can enhance the cleansing and purifying properties of the bath, as well as helping to attract love. Why not combine it with roses for an extra kick? It can also help promote relaxation and create a peaceful atmosphere, of course spell bags, and sachets. Chamomile can be included in these for various intentions, just as before. Protection, love, prosperity, calm, and peace. Herbal teas. Often used in modern witchcraft for its calming and soothing effects, chamomile can be consumed for ritual work, meditation, or divination to enhance focus and intuition. Both incense and brews, including chamomile, are said to aid in calming, inducing sleep, and attracting money. How lovely. What a combo. Go to sleep and make money. (laughs) Uh, Infused oils and potions. Chamomile-infused oils or potions can be used in various rituals for anointing tools or the body specific for magical purposes. It's been said that coating your hands with an oil or a hand wash can can be an aid to gamblers in helping them win their fortune. And also amulets and talismans. Chamomile flowers can be used as ingredients in creating amulets or can be an amulet in in and of themselves for protection, luck, or other intentions, and its sunny nature has been said to have the ability to combat curses and unwanted spells. It's even helpful in this endeavor when sprinkled around the home, as I mentioned before. So remember that modern witchcraft practices vary widely, and ways in which chamomile is used can differ depending on personal beliefs and traditions. But before incorporating chamomile or any other herb into your magical practices, it's important to research its associations and properties and its potential effects and to approach your practices always with respect and intention. As far as correspondences go, chamomile is ruled by the element of water, a nice counterbalance to the fire-ruled temperance, uh, as well as the sun, which is evident just in the appearance of its bright, sunny daisy-like flowers. And before I leave you, I want to call back to chamomile's power of calming and healing and soothing by reading a quick excerpt from Folk Magic and Healing, an Unusual History of Everyday Plants by Fez Inkwright. Professor Sage on a sofa was prosing, with dull Dr. Chamomile quietly dozing, though the laurel discanted with eloquent breath of heroes and battles and victory and death. Lydia Howard Huntley Sigourney, Flora's Party. Also called ground apple and may then, chamomile flowers and leaves are best gathered between July and August. Planted in the garden, chamomile not only deters unwanted insects, but it is also what is called a companion plant, a plant which helps others to grow more abundantly, whether by attracting beneficial insects, repelling pests, or providing extra shade and nutrients. It has been noted that chamomile, when planted next to an ailing plant, can aid in its recovery. How wonderful that chamomile not only provides such aid to us, but also to its own plant spirit family members. I absolutely love that. Okay, and that is all that I have for you today. Please be well and have an amazing weekend. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of A is for Agrimony, coffee stained notes on witchcraft. If you like what you've been hearing, please drop me a review wherever you're listening. If you'd like some more content, please go to aisforaggrimony.com, where you can find my blog, episode archive, spells and rituals, the living grimoire, and soon to come, the coven shop. You can follow me on Instagram at a underscore is underscore for underscore agrimony. That's an underscore in between each word over on threads under the same exact handle. Or you can like my Facebook page at facebook.com slash a is for agrimony. Want to contact me? Shoot an email to reachmargo at a is and if you're interested in some exclusive bonus content, you can join the community over on Patreon at patreon.com A is for Agrimony, where I share early release, unedited video format episodes, weekly collective card readings, monthly spells, occasional bonus content, and more to come. Again, thank you for listening, be well, and have an amazing weekend.